Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you are doing amazing and happy September. I can't believe I'm freaking saying that. That is just so crazy to think. We're in September. This year has gone by so fast. This year has been like, I don't even know what to say about it. A freaking roller coaster. I'm sure we've all experienced. And my business has actually not slowed down through everything that happened with the lockdowns. I was so busy this year, and which is obviously great. I'm so grateful for it, but it was really challenging being in lockdown and not being able to like travel or really go anywhere for quite some time. And, you know, we normally travel in May and we go away for our birthday every year. And then of course we had our honeymoon planned for this month. We were supposed to be heading out to Italy, which is not happening, but it was just challenging working from home. And then when you are in lockdown and then you take time off and you're still stuck at home, it was a challenge to try and like step away from my work because the more time I spent at home, the more time I just wanted to work. So that is totally on me, but I really needed time off. And so a week, it was amazing up at the cottage, but at the same time, it's just not enough. I literally need like two to three weeks to totally reset, but I do feel so recharged and it was such an amazing time. There is something about swimming in lake water that is so rejuvenating to me. It's so grounding. It's just refreshing. I can't even explain it. I love it so much. And it was just an amazing time. Ate lots of great food, spent so much time in nature and just outdoors every day and being in the water. And we had our dog with us. And oh, it was just so fun. And I'm glad to be, I, do I want to say I'm glad to be back? Not really. I mean, I could have stayed up there a lot longer, but of course, it's always nice kind of getting back into your routine. So, um, I'll leave it at that. So before we dive in today, I want to give a big shout out to Alatura Naturals. I've been using their skincare for quite a few weeks now. I absolutely, absolutely love them. They're so beautiful and my skin has just been so amazing and clear and glowing and especially spending a lot of time outside and in the sun up at the cottage last week, I was really conscious of obviously taking care of my skin, you know, post sun skincare. So my routine and what I've been doing now is using the pearl cleanser and then after the pearl cleanser, I use the derma roller. Now I don't use the derma roller every day. It's got these tiny little needles in there that do kind of open up the pores so that when you do put your moisturizer and your serum on, it really absorbs into the skin and it actually brings more collagen to the surface. It's amazing for like fine lines and wrinkles and any skin inflammation that you might be dealing with. And it's really great for tightening the skin. So I interviewed Andy from Alator Naturals that episode is going to come out really soon. So stay tuned for that. He is the owner of Alator Naturals. And I learned a lot on that episode about using the products and using the derma roller. So it's a really cool device. I was so nervous to use it because it has like tons of little tiny needles in it. And it's not comfortable. Like you're rubbing it, you're rolling it over your skin and you're going in these like 
like pluses and like little X's over your skin. And you also want to roll it kind of behind your ears around like your neck so that it can really tighten the skin because your neck ages so much faster than your than your face. So I've been using that once a week. So I do the pearl cleanser and then the derma roller, and then I will either do the moisturizer or the gold serum. They're so beautiful. And especially the gold serum, I've been finding like using that after spending time in the sun. It's just really great for supporting your skin and protecting your skin against any sunspots or sun damage. And then the clay mask is so beautiful. So it's amazing if you've got any type of skin irritation or acne, skin inflammation, as I say, and it's just really, really awesome. So you can save 20% off any of their products by using the code HEALTHYHORMONES. And so it's 20% off all of their products and you might want to try them all. But it's hard to say if I had to pick like one product to order. I don't even know what to say because they're just all so beautiful. So I believe they also have a really great like skin kit, like their at-home facial kit. So you can also check that out, but take a look over on their website and check out some of their products. I feel like maybe the clay mask might be the thing to use because it's got, it has like incredible testimonials and before and after. So head on over to alatoranaturals.com. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A, alatoranaturals.com. Use the coupon code HEALTHYHORMONES and save 20% off. You guys are going to love their products. Um, So much love and care goes into them. And if you're looking for a Canadian company, I love Skin Essence. They are wonderful. And you can save 15% off any of their products by heading over to skinessence.com. And their products are wonderful as well. I've got three amazing brands that I absolutely love and use and will rotate through. And that's Skin Essence, Living Libations, and now Alatura Naturals. So um, those are probably my three go-to brands. And I've used both Skin Essence and Living libations for a really long time and just trying something new with Alatura and really love their ingredients. And so those are definitely my three clean beauty go-to brands that I don't think I will, um, that I'll ever stop using. I think I'll just continue to rotate through all of their products. And I'm so happy with them because I've always gotten results from all of those brands. Yeah. So check them out. So skinessence.ca not.com, skinessence.ca, but they do have a US site as well. Just head to skinessence.ca and it will redirect you. But you can save 15% off any Skin Essence products by using the code Healthy Hormones. And then with Alatura Naturals, it's also Healthy Hormones and it's 20% off. So let me know what you're going to use, what clean beauty brands you're using. I want to know. And if you use any of the ones that we're suggesting on the show, I'd love for you to tag me over on Instagram and let me know. And I can see what you guys are using, what you're up to. And also want to hear about your results too, especially if you use the clay mask. Do let me know. It definitely does kind of smell like the ocean. It smells like seaweed that you just took right from the ocean and put on your skin. So it's got a strong smell, but it works so well. I've also been mixing in sometimes like a little bit of frankincense or apple cider vinegar. You're going to hear all about that when you hear the episode with Andy. It's really, really great. Um, All right. So Outside of that, our episode today, let's dive in. I'm doing a Q&A episode, which I haven't done in a really long time. And I am so excited to do a Q&A because I always get a ton of questions. So we're going to start off with a question 
about the copper IUD. And that is, I'm thinking of getting the copper IUD. What are your thoughts? Is it safe? It's non-hormonal, so I feel like it's the best choice. So I really love this because I get a lot of questions about birth control pills and non-hormonal options and, and all of that. So the Paragard IUD, it's also known as the copper IUD. It's an IUD that is this small T-shaped device that your gynecologist would insert into your uterus through the cervix. Now, once it's been inserted, you shouldn't feel it. And at the base of the IUD, there will be a string. There's typically like a nylon string that hangs down through the cervix so that when it's time to remove it, your doctor can just pull it out. And it does not contain any synthetic hormones, which is often why it would be my go-to choice if you're looking for any contraceptives, that would be the option. I mean, either that or just using a barrier method like condoms and, you know, just being conscious of tracking your cycle for sure. Um, So with the copper IUD, it's releasing copper ions and this creates an inflammatory response that impairs sperm motility, which will prevent egg fertilization. But the inflammatory response, it can also impair implantation. So this is why sometimes the copper IUD it can be effective post-fertilization and it's used as an emergency contraceptive after unprotected sex. Um, So that's often how it's used sometimes too. So it is 99.2% effective for up to 10 years. That's the stats that I was able to find. But what you should know is that With the IUD, it does have some of the highest satisfaction and continuation rates amongst most users, but there can be quite a few side effects. So often, you know, that can happen. Some women use it and they love it. And oftentimes women use it and they find it's just not for them. So there's been a significant amount of women that have found they've had really painful periods and sometimes longer periods and very heavy bleeding. So that can sometimes be one of the side effects. Also, a lot of women will find that they'll get really intense cramping with the IUD as well. So if you already have painful or heavy periods, it may not be the best form of birth control for you. It just might make everything worse. And then there's also an increased chance of bacterial vaginosis because of the disruption in the vaginal microbiome. There's a slightly increased risk of pelvic inflammatory disease as well. If you're disrupting that vaginal microbiome, which is obviously going to happen if you just have a device sitting there in the service in the cervix, right? Um, so you can have uh, some issues show up in in that regard as well. So just something to pay attention to. Um, obviously, you have an allergy to copper. That's something to be conscious of. You you won't be able to use the the Paragard. But most women that I've worked with have have felt great on it. And they've had some pretty minimal side effects, um, but something for you to just kind of test on your own because every woman will react very differently. And you know what one woman has experienced doesn't mean that that's going to be the case for you. So definitely something for you to just kind of play around with and, and see how it works for you. Okay, so let's jump into our next question. It is about soy. Is soy safe to eat Aren't phytoestrogens good for you? Okay, great question. So phytoestrogens, let's just talk about what that is for a second. You may have heard of xenoestrogens and basically xenoestrogens are one of the most abundant endocrine disruptors that is found in our world. Basically, these are like 
estrogen imposters. They mimic estrogen. I kind of call them like fake estrogens. So you will get exposed to xenoestrogens from tons of different types of chemical and toxic products. Um, they're in skincare and body care and certain foods and, you know, certain ingredients and foods. They're just man-made chemicals and they really imitate estrogen. So for example, they include the birth control pills, dioxin, BPA, parabens, pesticides, chemical sunscreens, which have oxybenzone in it, tons of stuff. So they can really lead to estrogen dominance and heavy periods and PMS and breast tenderness, irregular periods, mood swings, low sex drive. There's a lot that can happen with this exposure to xenoestrogens. Now, on the flip side, phytoestrogens are natural xenoestrogens. These are derived from plants. They're not man-made. They're not chemical-based. But they're more structurally similar to the body's natural estrogen, and they're able to bind to estrogen receptors. So some of the biggest phytoestrogens or the most well-known phytoestrogens are soy and flaxseed. This is why you hear about cycle syncing and doing the seed cycle protocol. And so the seed cycle protocol where you're using flaxseed during the first half of your cycle is because flax has a lot of phytoestrogens. And that's going to be great during your first half of your cycle, during your follicular phase. But phytoestrogens are much weaker than your own estrogen or any sort of synthetic estrogen. And depending on your your individual biology and natural hormone levels, they can have an estrogenic effect or even an anti-estrogenic effect. So when they bind to your estrogen receptors, they can actually block more potent estrogens from binding instead. And in some women, this is a good thing because it will reduce symptoms of estrogen dominance. But also on the flip side, they can have an estrogenic effect when natural estrogens are on the lower side um, or like in cases of amenorrhea, uh, which will have a positive effect on the on this menstrual cycle. So they've also been shown to even help with anovulatory cycles as well. So are they good? You know, essentially, should we be eating soy? The real answer is that it depends because... Some women, you know, will, for example, have flax and have soy, and it will work miracles to resolve their estrogen dominant symptoms, but others will complain that it can make them feel even more estrogen dominant. So uh, it's so hard to say. You know, organic soy consumed in small amounts has been shown to reduce estrogen dominance in some women, not all women. Um, but for others, even a modest amount of soy might be too much and can lead to significant menstrual problems like longer cycles and heavier periods and more cramping. Um, you know, in my practice, I've seen low amounts of soy and flaxseed, just like a, a fair I don't know, a medium amount of flaxseed. I don't even know how to say that. You know, like a couple servings a week has worked miracles in a lot of women, especially those women who are in a very low estrogen state. So for example, many years ago, my estrogen was like in the shitter. It was really, really low. And so not only was I supporting my body, you know, with the right nutrition and supplements and all of that, but I was doing a lot of seed cycling and incorporating a lot of flax and incorporating soy, organic soy and tempeh, you know, maybe twice a week, if that. And it really did help 
with my hormones. And you'll, you just got to really tune in. You have to see how you feel. I mean, symptomatically, I started to feel better. And so it's just something that you kind of have to be conscious with. And yeah, if you have low estrogen, I feel that it could really be helpful for you. This is why a lot of women that I work with who are in their menopausal years, obviously estrogen is in a huge decline. And so they do really well with incorporating flax and some organic soy. So bottom line, you know, there's a lot of great studies that show that phytoestrogens can be really helpful in reducing symptoms of estrogen dominance and even solve some amenorrhea issues. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily just about the food. It's more about the food and the woman. How is that food specifically working with you? Because it's not a one size fits all approach when it comes to hormonal health. So you just kind of have to experiment with it and see what works for your body and um, just pay attention symptomatically how you feel. If you know you find a lot of changes happening in your body and symptomatically, um, it's all about really tuning in. So I think you're just going to have to try it on for size and, and see how it works for you. Okay, next question I have is all about bowel movements. I find I have irregular bowel movements just before my period. Is this normal? Okay, awesome question because poop often gets overlooked when we talk about a menstrual cycle and it really has a direct, a very direct and predictable effect on our GI tract. Um, our hormones play such a huge role in our bowel movements, especially right around our period, because there's so many hormonal changes that's happening. So it's very common for women to have regular bowel movements in the first half of their cycle during their follicular phase. And then oftentimes what ends up happening is as soon as ovulation hits and progesterone levels begin to rise, many women find that they get constipated until their next period comes. So one of the properties of progesterone is that it's a muscle relaxant. This is why it's commonly given to pregnant women to delay labor and preterm birth because it can effectively reduce uterine muscle contractions. Um, so progesterone is, is very powerful. And when your muscles are relaxed, it becomes more difficult for the bowels to contract, making it harder to move things along. So as your progesterone levels drop in the day or even you know a, a day or two before your period, your constipation should subside. And the progesterone drop, what happens is it's triggering an inflammatory response that releases what's called prostaglandins. Now, prostaglandins, they will stimulate muscle contractions in the uterus and they cause your uterine lining to shed. But due to how close your, your uterus is to your bowels, your bowels is often one of the first organs to be affected by prostaglandins. So once they infiltrate the bowels, their effect is basically the same as it would be in the uterus and they end up influencing bowel contractions. And you might actually end up with loose stools or even diarrhea right before your period begins, it can kind of go back and forth between either loose or feeling constipated. Even on the first day of your bleed, you might find that you have some loose stools during that first day or two. And sometimes it can be a really like much needed relief to have those loose stools if weeks prior you were experiencing more constipation right around ovulation. Um, but, you know, too much of a good thing is a bad thing, um, especially when you have excess prostaglandins. You know, one bowel movement can turn 
into being stuck in the bathroom all day long and then you're you're losing minerals and electrolytes and it could lead to dehydration. So you really want to be conscious about that. Uh, if you find that you have really loose tools around your period, then perhaps just you know up the ante with your electrolytes and your minerals and your water and your fiber. Really what it comes down to is just working on supporting and healing your gut. Uh, the more you can heal your gut, uh, if there's any leaky gut issues going on, you will see an improvement in both of these these issues between constipation and loose stools during that that second half of your cycle from ovulation to your period. So healing the gut comes down to including lots of great fiber. Uh, maybe you need to include something like bone broth because it's got a lot of healing amino acids in there. Um, definitely looking at things like L-glutamine, which can be really helpful um, in healing the gut. Uh, you might need to reduce caffeine consumption because caffeine could overstimulate the bowels. And if you already are overstimulating the bowels with too many prostaglandins, it could be too much of an issue per se. Uh, dairy products can often be a challenge because they can constipate a lot. So you just got to be really conscious of, of how you're taking care of the gut, what you're eating, uh, bone broth, collagen, gelatin, all really, really good foods, good options to include to heal your gut. Having probiotic rich fermented foods or taking a probiotic is going to be really great as well. Um, these are just some really great things to heal your gut. Um, and as you do that, you should find that during that second half of your cycle, you don't have as many uh, gut issues uh, just leading up to your period. Okay, so that's question number three, and we've got one more question to dive into. That is, I have lots of period pain every month. What can I do? Should I be concerned? And do I need to visit my doctor? Okay, so period pain, it can be common. So period pain is otherwise known as dysmenorrhea. There's a primary dysmenorrhea and there's also a secondary dysmenorrhea. So I don't know exactly the kind of period pain you're experiencing, but there's primary dysmenorrhea, which is basically referring to, you know, cramping right around your period. This is when you feel, you know, your your uterine muscles are contracting and they're they're just doing their monthly thing to work to push menstrual blood out. That's basically what's happening. And so that muscle contraction, that uterine contraction, you are going to feel some cramping. You might feel a little bit tired around your cycle. And we're talking about like pretty mild symptoms, nothing that's going to knock you out for days or you got to be in bed for days or you have to take, you know, 200 to 400 milligrams of ibuprofen every day. If that's the case and you find that you have to take a lot of ibuprofen and you got to take time off work or school and your day-to-day -day routine is just completely out of whack for that week, then that's when we know there's an issue. That's when you might have to go and visit your doctor or, you know, go work with a qualified practitioner who can really help get to the root cause and the bottom of why you're experiencing this. So primary dysmenorrhea is considered a natural part of your cycle, but there is an absence of pelvic disorders such as endometriosis, uterine fibroids, or cysts or something like that. So you want to make sure that that's not the issue and that you rule that out. And when it comes to secondary dysmenorrhea, this is often known as you know, where there's more issues. This is due to a medical condition. So the most common cause being endometriosis. So 
pain from secondary dysmenorrhea usually begins earlier in the cycle, sometimes one or two weeks before menstruation even starts, and it can last longer, sometimes even throughout your entire period, than your actual menstrual cramps um, that you're experiencing in primary dysmenorrhea. So if the pain weren't bad enough, you have secondary dysmenorrhea, which is often accompanied by heavy periods, irregular menstrual bleeding. Maybe you have spotting outside of your period or even spotting during sex. And so some of the conditions that can cause secondary dysmenorrhea, number one, like I said, endometriosis. This is an inflammatory disease in which tissue that is similar to the kind that lines the uterus grows outside the uterus. So you have this tissue buildup and it attempts to shed with each menstrual cycle and that causes a lot of pain. It can be really excruciating and there's a host of symptoms that can come alongside that as well. So you really wanna rule out that there's no endometriosis. So if you're really experiencing pain for you know one to two weeks before menstruation and even beyond menstruation and even up to ovulation and you're having spotting, menstrual bleeding outside of your period or even during sex, then that's when you really do want to look in a lot deeper to see if there's some underlying issues. So endometriosis is one, one of the causes. Uterine fibroids can be a really big one as well. So the most frequent benign tumors found in the female pelvis, they're benign for the most part. It occurs in about 70% of women before menopause, and they can lead to heavy and prolonged bleeding and sometimes severe menstrual cramps as well. So make sure you're ruling that out. Ovarian cysts is very common as well. And these are basically cavities filled with fluid that grow on the ovaries. So in most cases, these cysts are the follicles on your ovaries that grow each month as part of your ovulation cycle. And they are known as functional ovarian cysts. Uh, They're quite common during childbearing years. And most are harmless and they can resolve on their own, but they will become dangerous if they start to grow. Um, And if they get really large, then this can lead to them even potentially rupturing uh, and damaging an ovary as well. So something to pay attention to and also make sure to get checked for. Um, They can often be problematic if they do grow. And so if you want to get a diagnosis, yes, you'll have to visit your doctor, have them check for cysts, have them check for uterine fibroids, also look into endometriosis. And then another thing too, you know, we talked about this in another question, which was all about the IUD. So It is believed that this localized inflammation that the IUD can cause, it's sometimes part of the reason why many women experience debilitating cramps for the first three to six cycles after um, they've inserted the IUD. So, you know, menstrual cramps and pain outside of the menstrual window is the number one reason for why women remove the Paragard, uh, the IUD. So again, you know, if you are looking for a non-hormonal option, I think it's worth trying. Um, but just you know, you know, keep in mind it, it may not be the right fit for you. And like I said, if you have menstrual cramps that's happening outside of the menstrual window, then that's when it's time to maybe consider uh, removing your IUD because it really may not be working for you. Um, so if your period pain doesn't improve or subside within three to six months, then really consider having it removed because it could be the cause of why you are experiencing a lot of period pain. 
So lots of different things to look into and to consider. I think that if you are experiencing a lot of period pain and sort of dysfunction that's happening outside of the menstrual window, that's when it might be time to really consider speaking with somebody. I mean, even just during the menstrual window, if your menstruation is just intense and heavy and uncomfortable, and even if you're fine the rest of the month, still, it shouldn't be something that is that intense and uncomfortable where it's like totally knocking you out and you're like crying in pain. If you are you know, come work with us. This is why we have the Healthy Hormones for Women program. It's why we have our metabolic reset. Like it's why we have all these programs available so that you can really support your period, support your menstrual cycle, minimize those pains and support and balance your hormones and reduce inflammation in the body. And overall, you're gonna feel so much better by doing that. So I really hope that that helps and gives you some food for thought and things to keep in mind. Um, Thanks so much for submitting your questions, everybody. It means a lot and I always love answering them. You can always submit questions to me through our website at holisticwellness.ca or always through Instagram as well at holisticwellnessfoodie. And before I let you go, for all of my practitioners and nutritionists and coaches who might be tuning into this, next week I am kicking off our five-day business and marketing training. It's five days from September 14th to the 18th. I'll be live every day inside our Holistic Business Collective Facebook group, and I'll be live every day at noon, 12 p.m. Eastern time, and I am chatting all things business. We've got an amazing workbook for you guys to use and work through to help you really launch and get your business off the ground, and I'm going to dive into some amazing strategies that's going to help you grow and help you scale and help you get started no matter where you are. If you're right in the beginning phases of your business and you have no idea how to get started and what to do, then perfect, come join us. If even you're like one or two years in, and you're trying to get more structure into your business and get more confidence with sales and whatnot, we're going to dive into all of that. It's going to be huge. And it's really, I really think it's going to blow your mind after five days. We did this back in April and we had incredible results and so much amazing feedback and testimonials. So I do encourage you, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you keep saying you're going to start, but you don't because you're doubting yourself and you have no idea where to even start, join us. So all you got to do is head on over to Facebook, join us in the Holistic Business Collective. It's our free Facebook group and I talk all things business and all things marketing and it's going to be really, really great. We have some awesome prizes and giveaways that we're doing during the five days as well. So it kicks off next Monday. I can't wait to connect with you. I'm really excited. I have so much fun launching this and chatting all things business and supporting you guys. I got lots of knowledge and skills to share with you. So I'm happy to help and support you in your business and entrepreneurial journey. All right. So that's it for our episode today. Thanks so, so much for tuning in. And I can't wait to chat with you next week and have a fantastic week. If you haven't left us a rating and a review on any podcast platform that you listen to us on, we would so appreciate it. It gets the word out there, gets our podcast out there so we can help and support more women to heal their hormones. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have an awesome day. 